I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tastes like strawberries on a summer evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Arsenal are the Community Shield champions and Leeds United are spending money. It's Monday the 31st of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Leeds United As Teddy Sheringham once said to me... It's all about timing. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing, boysies? Very well. Yeah, Very good. Well. Another trophy for old Jim? <laughs> <laughs> are you it's claiming them personally now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh-huh. Everything's coming up, Jim Campbell. <laughs> Sexy Jim is getting sexier, ladies and gentlemen. And Arsenal are getting better. A trophy so soon after the last yeah. one. It's that winning mentality, Jim. An August double in a month. Yeah. Over over two different seasons. How many teams can say that? Did you think you'd Very ever few. see the day? I was always confident. If uh-huh. you listen back to any uh, of, of my output regarding Arsenal over the last 13 years of the Football Ramble, you'll know I've been nothing but positive <laughs> the whole time. My what are you stroking goodness. your chin for? Uh, because uh, Jack and Ori's a story, Jim, <laughs> as he used to say in the in the playground. Vish, how impressed are you with this Arsenal side? I am <laughs> very impressed, not least because as someone who isn't an Arsenal fan, I do hold those sta- same doubts that whenever they do anything good, that it will last. Um, and when you, if you actually go back to the start of hmm. Project Restart, it, it was pretty bad. You know that game against Brighton where. <laughs> was crap yeah, yeah they were bad Leno got injured obviously Guendouzi flipped out David Luiz yeah. was Guendouzi was running around boasting about how much money he earned yeah yeah <laughs> I mean that that happened and that was only a couple of months ago and a lot of the same players are still there yeah. on a lot of the same money as well yeah indeed it seems ages ago to be yeah. fair yeah and yeah the, just the fact that they've been able to stitch together this run of form that mm. you know saw the men so strongly with winning the FA Cup and, and therefore getting into the Europa League, but also having this win. I think Arteta now has won more games against top four opposition oh, than, well, basically anyone since Wenger, yeah. Really, yeah. which is pretty impressive. And, and like, I, I wondered actually if the, the feel-good factor would dissipate if this was a proper pre-season. So if the season finished in May mm-hmm. and he'd finished strongly, but then we started it back again, 
what uh, what would have been three months later, would it have carried over as, as effectively? Because they're in a weird position at the moment mm. where they've got Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who still hasn't quite committed, even though it sounds yeah. like he's going to commit. And then you've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who is supposed to be going, and then Wolves have pulled out, and Arsenal, Arsenal probably want to keep him mm. after that performance on, on the weekend. So it, it's very strange times, but in these strange times, Arsenal are doing things all right, aren't they? Yeah, it's... Um, what about that goal, Jim? Oh, it was a beautiful, oh, beautiful goal. Oh, what about that it's goal? It's just so well worked. And he's, I mean, Aubameyang's got five goals at Wembley. Just in in this calendar year, mm-hmm. which is which is brilliant. Um, it's Alexis Sanchez esque. Well, it's, he's the only person to uh, to have that same uh, yeah. same amount. Um, uh, the new Wembley, was yeah, it? indeed, mm-hmm. um, I believe so. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, it is. You know, it's a it's a big chest that's not really a trophy, isn't it? And it's a, it's they won a penalty shootout after a draw, and it's important not to get too sort of carried away. But is there that, are definitely signs of how, signs of improvement. Is that how it was described in Italy when they won the World Cup two thousand six? Well I mean we won a penalty shootout. Yeah, after yeah a it's draw. just a big lump, isn't it? It's just a <laughs> it's a big gold a lump. Big gold lump. It's not even a cup. Well, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> oh yeah that's true. Um, it isn't a cup. No it's not. Um but uh it is it's positive to see Arsenal approaching these these sort of bigger games with some um just a bit of steel, you know, and not sort of a coming bit of apart. A bit of belief as well. And obviously Arteta's making changes to the squad um, gradually and subtly. And the changes are interesting as well because my my understanding of the situation with Ainsley Maitland-Niles was that they effectively needed to raise some money. And because he's, he's an academy player, it's pure profit. And he's someone that hasn't necessarily nailed down a starting position. But Arteta really likes him and has been quite vo- mm-hmm. vocal about that the whole time. And he started him in the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Um, so personally, I, th- I think he's, you know, he's, he's developed a lot in the, in the, in the past you know six months or so and Arteta himself has said that's because he's been telling him you need to do this to prepare and you need to do that you need to take things a bit more seriously and you need to be a bit more not necessarily take things more seriously that makes it sound like he's ill-disciplined when I don't think that's the case but he's been trying focus. to help him focus, focus more and sort of you know get up to the speed that a more experienced player is up to because he's made over 100 appearances for Arsenal now mm. and he's he's, he's developing at a good rate and it I'm, I'm actually really I was a little bit like uh, when it looked like we were going to lose him and I hope that Arsenal hang on to him but at the same time money does have to come from somewhere if they're going to reinvest it so I, I don't I wonder what this means for the for the rest of mm. uh, of, of the summer and I am worried about Aubameyang's contract as well because we've been hearing that it's basically done for a long time now and he still hasn't signed it you're a bit nervous well, sign the thing. Yeah, I mean, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, we'll talk about him in just in a short while because he's had the ultimate seal of approval from uh, Sir Gareth uh, of course, um, but yeah, I, I mean, Aubameyang—they—they they, they need to keep him. That's fairly obvious to anybody who uh, is just glancing at football. Vish, what about uh, Liverpool? How disappointed will they be? They it's, fall, it's falling apart, isn't it? They can't do a domestic quadruple now. No, they've lost the world's best friendly. Yeah, mm-hmm. the world's best friendly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. But it's not a friendly, though, is it? Well, it's not, compet- yeah. it's not competitive. It's what is it? Weird it's a weird... You know, it's an acquaintance. Game. It is. It's an acquaintance, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. an acquaintance match. Yeah. It's a colleague match. The no, Liverpool are falling apart before our very eyes, and it is sad to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you'd think... <laughs> Stop if, the fist if pumping. They wanna, <laughs> if they want to, you know, get out of this slump, they probably need to sack Klopp. Yes. Yeah. They could do with selling mm-hmm. every single one of their players, I think. I feel yeah. like the way they're going at the moment, it's going to be... 30 years or so before they win another league title <laughs> no that would be, be ridiculous wouldn't it uh-huh. if they had to wait that long but yeah. no it, like, but it was a, it was a, it was a it was a full strength or maybe not full strength but it was a strong Liverpool aren't it before uh, you know anybody sort of suggests otherwise I mean I know Minamino scored the goal who's not a, a, a regular player it was his first for the club 
But, you know, you'd rather win the trophy than not. Yeah, without question. But I think if, uh, just as we'd say with Arsenal, that you'd have to, you know, check your expectations as to how much you can take from this game, you'd also say to Liverpool, Mm -hmm. look, it is what it is, really. Um, Because even the peculiarity of having a penalty shootout Right after ninety minutes, yeah, yeah. kind of it just makes Strange. something feel that little bit less important, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. Obviously, they would want to win it, and, and Klopp clearly wasn't very happy. And you know, little things that happened during the game, such as how easily at times Arsenal were allowed to play through them, and Arsenal's pressing as well was yeah. more impressive and was was very impressive. But you did wonder about whether Liverpool just a bit slow to start which seems absurd given they were only playing so recently well yeah but it's they seemed a bit um sluggish yeah, yeah. which which obviously <clears throat> is just not what they're about um i was a little bit concerned and and, and this is massively thrown forward but Ryan Brewster missing the penalty. Yeah. Obviously, we know it's not important, but something about that felt like I hope he. I know what you mean. Doesn't hold on to that. Yes. Yeah, because well, I, I think Klopp. Yeah, you're, you're you're right. I think Klopp immediately spotted that, and he said that he was to blame. And I thought, well, did you tell him to aim for the bar? Yeah. But he but Klopp immediately said, no, 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 I I, I shouldn't. Which is of course what you want the manager to do. I don't know. Do you want the manager to do that? Because it, 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 is he effectively saying, oh, I shouldn't have picked Rian to take that penalty? Because that's worse, yeah, isn't that, it? That's a fair point. That's it's a tough one because he will probably go out on loan, only you would think. I mean, yeah. So that that will haunt him until he comes back to Liverpool potentially. So he's got to manage that very well. But he's clearly a very gifted player. It's a weird high pressure situation. In fact, where there is actually very low stakes. So hopefully it won't sort of be too damaging. Yeah, him. I mean, for what we know of him already, it's not just that he's an incredible talent, but he's obviously very headstrong yeah. and and very wise to the wider world. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think probably the context is, is there within him. But I just, I just wondered, it was... Yeah. You know, it was sad to see. And also, he's got a small little face, isn't he? Yeah. He does have a small yeah. little face. But, and and he, won't, he wouldn't be the first and he won't be the last player to be crushed in the face of the might of Arsenal. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hopefully he'll be able to bounce back. Yeah, a little glint in Jimmy's eye. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to enjoy it while I can, mate. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I remember what football's like. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. not like this very often. Oh, I think... This is going to be a weird old season, isn't it? Because yep. it's it's upon us already. There's an international break already. Love that. Which, which is weird. Like, realistically, the teams that have played in Europe and at Arsenal as well because of the FA Cup, um, they've, they've not had a pre-season. They haven't had a pre-season. It's been a tiny one, but it's not a real one. And it's true for most clubs to an extent. But for the clubs that are, you know, like I say, have been involved in the latest stages of the European games, it's, it's, um, it's even more the case. So c- could this be an opportunity for someone for someone unexpected to sort of sneak in and kind of challenge Liverpool and City because it's going to be a weird season. Leicester especially City. if they... Leicester City. <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah, they could who, be on the verge. Yeah, for another one. So if, for example, um, it looks like we're going to have a situation where um, we're going back to three subs, which I personally think, yeah, it benefits the bigger clubs, but it is a mistake with the Euros coming up in particular and just there's going to be a lot of football played and therefore a lot of injuries and the Euros is just going to be a cramp festival for a month, isn't it? Well, Klopp um, said this about the subs. He wanted a, he wanted a revote essentially. Yeah, I, like, I agree Klopp, with him. Klopp, there's one thing we don't do in this country. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- is that an opportunity for somebody to actually, you know, sneak in and challenge where you might not expect? And I am talking Chelsea and Spurs, teams like that, not necessarily like, as you say, Leicester or... 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know... I think Mourinho Spurs. Sheffield United. You never, well, you don't know, do you? you think so Joe Hart could say, be the say, difference? Well, he's a, he's a valuable asset in the dressing room, given the standards that he expects of himself. Um, but I just feel like if Liverpool and City sort of don't have a perfect start, which if you've mm-hmm. not had a pre-season, which no one has, is is understandable, mm-hmm. might it be a bit more interesting than we're, we're expecting? Well, I think it's a fair question. I mean, Vish, to add to that as well, Liverpool... Um, I mean, personally, if I, I know Liverpool, winning the league was obviously the big thing. When I was watching the Champions League, when it was, you know, in Portugal in the latter rounds, I was just sitting there thinking, how on earth are Liverpool not in this? Because as I say, I yeah. still think of them as the best team in Europe, even though Bayern uh, won, the, won the trophy. But, um, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen a team who have been so blisteringly good and have won a load of trophies and got the one they've been so desperate for. Haven't brought in too many new faces. A bit of inertia maybe could seep into Liverpool. And and as Jim says, maybe someone else could... Yeah, I mean, in terms of someone else, though, I think it is just Chelsea. It's going to be between those three: Liverpool, Man, Man City, and Chelsea. You would put che- Lampard's leaky Chelsea. Up there. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah. Okay. Because I think uh, I know that Luke Moore is fuming. I know. I know. Right he, I can hear him banging, banging down the walls to get in. <laughs> but no, I, I, I would actually because I think one of the things that would be easier for them to readdress is just giving themselves a bit more solidity. And when you think of the players that they've signed going forward, if you think about it on, from a training ground perspective, you don't really need to tell them too much. They're all really intelligent forward players. Mm-hmm. Kai Abbott this is going to be on the way, but Timo Werner, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ziyech. Everything's there for them to just take their forward play to the next level. They can focus a bit more on defence. And I think Thiago Silva, while obviously he's not really someone who's looking too far ahead given his age he is someone who can drop into that defence and, and give it a bit more well, knows how to win a league title yeah just give yeah. it a bit more structure and, and provide a bit more leadership and when we're, when we're talking about teams that can come in and surprise in this unusual situation I think it is Arsenal because I think when you looked at where the league was when it when, when it stopped I, I covered the Olympiacos game by the way even Jim raised an eyebrow yeah. when you said that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, 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 but I don't think I don't think Arsenal are going to challenge for the league title. No, that's, but I, I definitely yeah. think they've got a chance at the top four because of the teams that have done well in these unusual times. Arsenal seem to have benefited from a variety of things. I, as I said before, I was, I was at the Olympiacos game uh, where they lost that second leg, yeah. where the atmosphere Same. was pretty toxic and understandably so. Mm-hmm. And in the way that we've come back without fans, and the way that there has been a bit of time for Arteta to work on those players during the hiatus. Mm-hmm. They've clearly benefited from not having that kind of anxiety seep in from the crowd and also getting to know a manager really well and him being able to impress his ideals mm-hmm. on them as quickly as possible. And yeah. the fact that there hasn't really been like a proper preseason break yeah. has just helped them carry on that momentum. And and I think they'll do pretty well. And almost by the time fans are allowed back in, there's going to be a different vibe about Arsenal, yeah. I think. You're so right, Vish. Yeah. There, there are times when I've been at that stadium, it's like, <laughs> it would be better if we weren't here. Like... <laughs> The, the Xhaka situation, which was only this year. Yeah, you know, exactly. It seems like such a long time ago. Xhaka's, you know, re-established himself as a really important, you know, part of the midfield and, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is you know, is, is, is one who's is placed back very, very well. But, um, but yeah, that, that it, it, it did need a reset. It's like the Emirates needed a reset yeah. and this might actually give it. But the, Vish, the, do, do, you, do you respect Arsenal fan TV though? You're really big on that, aren't yeah. you? Mm. Are you like an incel for, for AFTV? How dare you? <laughs> 
<laughs> asking the big questions, I am. It's a question they themselves asked Gary Neville, if you're wondering why he keeps asking. Uh, yeah. I don't think he said yes. No. I can't remember. No. Of course he didn't. <laughs> it is quite funny. when the, the Where the uh, press area is at the Emirates is obviously right next to the, the, the fans. We're mm. not in like a separate bit. It's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. stand ends and then the press box starts. And often I'm on right at the end next to the fans. And sometimes when they're leaving early during some of those Arsenal games this season, they'd be like, what are you writing? And I was like, I'm my report. And he's like, tell him it was shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. They're like really well-mannered, but they yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. see you typing like, don't know what the fuck you made of that. That was shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Mm. And it's, yeah. But I think it, there'll, be, there'll be a lot cheerier now. In, in these uncertain times. In these uncertain times. Well, they'll be happy to see one of their own Ainsley Maitland-Niles make the England squad, of course. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very, very happy for for, for Ainsley um, mm. to to see that happen. There was a time where his mum was banned from the training ground because she was so effusive, <laughs> shall we say? Um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, or it might have, it might have been youth games. It was certainly something like that. Um, and be it, you, it's not the training ground. Yeah, no, I don't know why she'd be there, but um, <laughs> but still, there was something like that. Um, and it's nice to to see someone sort of come through and, and, and get that call up because it's a little bit unexpected as well he's not yeah. a player I would have necessarily expected mm-hmm. that of at the start of the season all those years ago um, Does Southgate know he's, he's a right-sided player he's not the left-back that we who, well maybe that's what he's in there for I reckon he's probably in there to play the Grealish role Can you imagine if Southgate <laughs> comes out in a press <laughs> conference and says, yeah, he's coming to play the Grealish role <laughs> I well, I you know he's there a merit of course. Connor Cody's the other one who's been added to the mm. uh, England squad. Wolves fans have been crying out for this for so long. It's a reasonably late call up as 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 they go these days with with Connor Cody. But he's he's also there a merit as well. Vish he prefers to play in a back three though. Rather yes. than a back four in Southgate, obviously they played back three all the way back in the World Cup, if you remember those mm. halcyon days. Uh, but he could still do a job. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect either of these players to feature necessarily. No. Um, but uh, what, what do you think of Conor Cody? I mean, you've been impressed with him. Do you think he's uh, a good addition? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I, I like a lot of what I see of him in that he comes across really well in interviews and mm-hmm. he's clearly a player who, when you think about it, look how many players, well, how many different players Wolves are able to recruit over the last few years and the fact that he has been an ever-present. Bear in mind that this is a team that didn't have an English goal scorer in the Premier League mm-hmm. last season and it, it's a feather in his cap that he's been able to essentially fight off competition from players who aren't at Wolves, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Given like how how they can pluck players from all parts of Europe, the fact that he's commanding his place and doing so in a high-level competition as well. Mm-hmm. I think we often think of, of players like Cody when they're... He's not quite a journeyman player, but do you know what I mean? Someone who seems to have been around for a while, that they kind of operate at this level, maybe in the bottom half of the league and you know, are reliable, solid pros and and their mm. only backers are from their own, you know, his own fans. But, you know, he's, he's played in European competition. Yeah. He's played in a side that play really attractive, engaging football. And of you know, of, well, certainly my second favourite team to watch. Um, and so yeah, I like Chuffrin. What is he? Twenty seven, I think. Twenty seven. Well. Yeah. So reasonably, I mean, he, he, he's won uh, a trophy or two at youth level for England. So right, he's okay. had. A, he's, I mean, he's sort of a, a tiny taste, if you like, of of international football, sort of, if if, if you will. But it's been a while since then to to, to being twenty seven years old being called up to the senior side you know obviously if you're if you're winning I think it was the the, the um, uh, European Championships at age cap level with England you would you would have a bit of hope you know starting every game for Wolves he's played every game I think in the last two seasons for Wolves you know I think he'll be delighted 
Jim to get to to England, but yeah. he would have hoped it wouldn't have maybe taken as long. But it's you know stiff competition in that. Yeah, area. it's stiff competition, and also, but it's you know it's it's a relatively um, successful trajectory you would look at, wouldn't it? I, 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 I a club say, like Wolves, I say stiff with competition though. John Stones has dropped off a bit. Harry yeah. Maguire's. Well, less said about that, the better. So maybe yeah. actually there isn't as much competition. And, yeah, I mean, also, if you, it's going back to the World Cup now, but Kyle Walker was playing at a centre-back. So there is in a, a back three. Yeah, still, but that is, a, that is a mode that Gareth Southgate will be keeping in mind, won't he, mm-hmm. if, if, if he needs it for any reason. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's, you know, Michael Keane is another example of someone who's, you know, he's in good form now and he's been good under Antelotti, but someone who's gone in and out. And I think... There is an opportunity for for England defenders, isn't there? Aside from Maguire, whose place is nailed on, to to really challenge for that other spot. I think Joe Gomez will probably be quite hard to dislodge, but mm-hmm. you never know, do you? Like it's, um, it, we do have a wealth of of defenders, of centre backs, but at the same time, that it's not like this kind of like. Terry, Ferdinand, Carragher situation we gonna, used to have yeah, in our own minds, at least. When you say a wealth of defenders, I'm, I'm not. I mean, <laughs> we have defenders. Well, is yeah, that bit, is that a bit like saying well, we've got a wealth of marbles? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe you're right. Lots of marbles. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, Viz, do you? I mean, I do you think with with England? We'll talk about them, you know, nearer the time, I'm sure. But uh, games against Iceland and Denmark, England have really got to be on the front foot. I'm, I'm, just, I'm scared of the game of Iceland. Oh, yeah, it's well. like <laughs> returning to the scene of a heinous, not a crime, but the scene where you embarrassed yourself the most. I think, yeah, yeah but they're, they're like quite... going back to a club and you've lost your jacket. Yeah, but I think t- t- <laughs> I have done that so many times. <laughs> it's untrue. Yeah, but I think uh, England turned up to Iceland. I think everyone in Iceland's going to go, "Oh, you guys again? This shouldn't mm. be hard. There's going to be like a slight." I mean, that's where that's where the nightclub thing comes in because the bouncers will see you straight away and be like, "Oh, here he is. Yeah, yeah. good night yeah. last night. <laughs> <laughs> we remember you. <laughs> Brave of you to show your face again. Uh-huh. No, it's just it's just that the will get it for you. Oh dear. Yeah. I. So, do you think defensive back three against Iceland? Fish? <laughs> Got a Cody in there? Well, I mean, it, it depends on how seriously they want to take the Nations League. And Very obviously, seriously. Obviously it's something to be taken seriously. Um, but, but you kind of think actually, if you're going to call up these players who are playing in different systems and if you want to see what kind of systems we England can play going forward then you know why not tinker here and there I think Cody's a a good example of someone who in another situation might have come in and been quite because he because he's been a late call up to the squad would have come in and positionally wouldn't have been as um, well-rounded let's say Mm -hmm. that's some he can I'm pretty comfortable with Connor Cody playing yeah yeah in a two-man central defence, just as I am mm-hmm. in him playing in a three-man back line. Um, and I think it would be it, it, it's quite exciting, actually, that these players that we call up, for example, even Maitland-Niles, we can call him up, you know, on a whim, and he's has had so much experience. Yeah. I think England, uh, uh, you know, uh, to go back to what you're saying about wealth, I, th- I think I think it, we can call it wealth because of how technically gifted England players are now. Yeah, Ooh. which is a lovely, lovely thing to see, isn't it? Um, and also, I feel like Cody's a dependable player. Mm-hmm. I feel like he will slot in and do what he's asked to do without much fuss. And the fact that he's 27 is an advantage, actually, mm-hmm. in terms of the position in the squad that he's trying to fill. Because he is someone that Gareth Southgate... I think he's effectively checking that he's as reliable as he seems like he is. Yeah. Well, we shall see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see. All right, let's have a quick break. And after which, we'll talk about some transfer chat. See you in a minute. Hold up. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Now, Jim Campbell has got some exciting news. I do. It's a Patreon pizza oven winner announcement. Uh, So, yes, so don't forget, we run monthly competitions over on our Patreon, including loads of bonus content, extra shows, and access to our Discord server, where you can while away the hours chatting to fellow listeners and uh, ourselves here and there. Um, So you can join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash football ramble daily. And thanks to everyone who signed up to our Patreon this weekend we can now reveal the winner of our latest competition congratulations mm. to Owen O'Mara oh. who has won our Unikaru outdoor pizza oven we'll be in touch stay tuned for another Patreon competition for all you subscribers soon um, so yeah pizza oven on its way Owen O'Mara Jealous of that. the big O well done yeah. pal Vish you're a big fan of pizza yeah massive who, fan who, of pizza. who, yeah. who isn't know, frankly. Yeah. my dad he yeah. likes all of the constituent parts but not pizza <laughs> to him pizza is effectively like Ethnic food, he would go as far as to say it's, 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 it's incredible. Oh, I love your dad. <laughs> I love my dad. Yeah, we, yeah, all, we all love my dad. We all do. Um, there we are. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. Topic time, everybody. Which famous person would you have voicing a TV series on your club and why? That is the topic for this week. Jim, mm. what have you got for us, bruv, Nick? 
Dan Johns has been in touch, uh-huh. uh, and he said, if I had to pick a famous person to narrate a documentary on my club, Nottingham Forest, I would pick Brian Blessed. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Blessed is... Great yeah. Any club, Brian yeah. Blessed. Mr. Blessed is the only person in the world who has the depth and power in his voice to channel Forest fans' frustration and utter bewilderment at just how monumentally shit we were to throw away a surefire place in the playoffs at the end of last season from such a commanding position. I'm not over it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't blame you, Dan. to the Premier League! <laughs> <laughs> Two back-to-back European Cups, nonsense. Mm, yeah. Oh, poor I'm, Forrest. I'd be very up for that. I think we all would. Yeah, big fan of that. We got Josh Hallam via Twitter as well. I'm a Blackburn Rovers fan. As you know, our once, and I do mean once, great club <laughs> has been decimated by chicken farmers. Yeah. To honour this decline, I would like I would like a documentary to be made and narrated by the voice of Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Foghorn Leghorn? Foghorn Leghorn. Sort of, I say, I say, I say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of, of course, like, of course. Deep I do chicken. declare, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He sounds a little bit like uh, a Spacey in House of Cards. Yeah. I'll say, sir. Uh, Blackburn <laughs> Rovers. Uh, yeah. Bradley Deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope we keep on with the gentleman. <laughs> yeah, Something like that, yeah. I think, I think that's good. Uh, 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 John Rapley via Twitter has said, uh, as a Liverpool fan, I'd want John Barnes to rap narrate a documentary on us. Yeah, I mean, that works, doesn't it? I'd be well into that. Well, no, because... So, the the reason World in Motion works, yeah. the rap works, is because of the cadence of his voice and the fact that it, it's quite a neat flow. I think Liverpool play too quickly. Uh-huh. And so, John Barnes is going to be... He's going to be lost. He'll be all at sea. Then he could get... Uh, he's already quite a confused man now. Yeah. Although this is narration of a documentary rather than commentary on a game. Rap commentary oh, on a game is a thing that should happen, though, right? Yeah, like you Twister, get... who is... Um, done a couple of Kanye tracks probably well better known for that is I think recorded as the fastest kind of words to minute rapper in the world he'd be pretty good at that yeah if you would I mean there's got to be enough really good MCs who are known for their like freestyles that yeah. support various clubs I think it's time to bring Alicia Dixon out of retirement on that front what, why the hell not? She's good. M to the I to the STWQ, yeah. Exactly. She used to be able to, I'm sure she still can, rap very quick. So I'd have John Barnes doing the Liverpool thing up to maybe the Klopp era and then Alicia <laughs> Dixon comes in out of nowhere and takes over. I think to express how I feel about my club, I think probably Bobcat Goldthwaite. No. Uh, you know, the guy from Police Academy. Really crazy voice. <laughs> I think that would be good. I would just say Fulham... Hugh Grant. Oh, yeah, without Ooh. a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. There we are. Fish, Manchester United? I, I think I said it, the, a Sims character just for, for the nonsense, but yes. having had a bit more thought about it, I would say it would have to be Simply Red, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, think, uh, I feel like Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer yeah. would do it himself. No, like, he just, just talk, stopped talking about something that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're a big club, you know, <laughs> just constantly over the top of it. I think Mick Hucknell singing. Yeah. That would be quite nice. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. That was the topics for today. We concentrate on the topics. We're pretty good to many topics today. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk transfers. Time to talk about those transfers. Leeds United, they've only broken their transfer record to sign Rodrigo from Valencia. The former Bolton man 
was signed for £30 million. It's about time they broke that transfer record that they uh, that they made when they signed Rio Ferdinand uh, 20 years ago. But that record, is, it's funny, isn't it? It shows you the, the, the situation they've been in and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, Rodrigo from, from Valencia, decent signing, a forward player. They, could, they need a striker. I don't know whether they would play Rodrigo front and centre. And with Bielsa, you don't know what he could come up with, mm. quite frankly. But he, he's a guy who knows uh, how to score the odd goal here and there. And they do need to add that, you would say to their side yeah I think Look, looking in the Premier League I'm not saying they lack goals last season but looking at who they have and so on I think that is uh, an area of the pitch where they they could do with a bit of help yeah yeah. he's not like quite prolific prolific yeah. but he's a hard worker isn't he he's, well he's, he's not an out and out striker no yeah yeah. so I think he got 10 goals in all competitions last year mm. for Valencia but he he's the type of player who obviously very busy gets himself about and it's technically you know pretty good so the fact that he can pull out wide and bring other people in is going to obviously be a huge factor and somebody can drop deep as well it's quite it's quite exciting yeah I, I remember when he went on loan to Bolton and thinking this is a bit odd <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's, but yeah no he's a um, good signing I think he scored for, for Spain against England at Wembley yes the bastard yeah uh, <laughs> you've forgiven him yeah well <laughs> I think so. So it shows you can do it against the best. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, Leeds have got a taste for signing expensive Rodrigo's, it would appear. They're after uh, Udinese, Udinese's Argentinian player, Rodrigo De Paul, uh, for £31 million. It hasn't been confirmed at the time of recording, but it's looking very, very likely. He's a lovely player mm. to have in that, in that midfield. That would, be, uh, that would be an interesting one. It seems to me like, um, I mean, obviously this is what you expect from Bielsa, isn't it? But... Um... Leeds are looking to consolidate, as, as everyone is, but you do get these teams that come up from the Championship and you think they're going to try and play free-flowing attacking football. Sometimes it works, more often than not it doesn't. Um, but I feel with Leeds, like, Does the Bielsa... pressure on them to stay up is... There's more pressure on Leeds to stay up than there has ever been from another team coming mm-hmm. up from the Championship because they feel like they should be at the top table. And if you mm-hmm. look at the, the history of English football, they absolutely should be. They're, they're a club of the size that should should really be up there. And obviously the circumstances of how they went down in the first place are, are just traumatic. And if they go down again, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they went straight back down, that would be a huge, huge identity crisis for Leeds. Can Leeds, can Bielsa consolidate Vish? Is he not just like, <laughs> he's thinking title probably? But it is, he, it is an interesting point from Jim because the fact they will feel like, yes, we, we, we're back, we, we, we're where we should be, which is absolutely correct, I would say, from a neutral point of view. Uh, and and, and Beals is a man who's used to managing in the top top flight of countries. He's he's not too many titles to his name, but he's certainly gone for it. You know, you remember, I don't know, say Marseille, for example, they were top of the league for the first six months. A very different situation. But I just don't look at him as a man who goes, right, I think, I think we'll set up for a point today. No, just in the same way that I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone by December. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah know, Just on a whim. Like, ah, nah. Yeah, you'd give it to asked. December, would you? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, we mentioned not to just labour over the point about fans, but, you know, when they were really, uh, you know, destroying teams with wave upon wave upon wave, mm-hmm. they were almost fuelled by the LMO crowd, weren't they? Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how they start. This particular season, as and obviously it's the same issue that other teams have as well. But I could definitely see them in, in a just play a little bit more conservatively mm-hmm. because I think they would look at that league table and back themselves to not be in the bottom three just because of the teams that were left in it. Given mm-hmm. that the we lost it, quite unquote established Premier League teams in last year's relegation. But yeah, I, I think they'd, they'd obviously have to temper it a bit. I think Bielsa's not a, a total maniac. I think he appreciates the fact that they're having this is a proper step up here. Yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm fascinated with Leeds in, in, in mm. the Premier League, as I'm sure a lot of us are. Uh, they've also got Robin Koch, and I'm going to pronounce it Koch for obvious reasons. Uh, he's arrived uh, from Freiburg for around 13 million, which not not a bad, lower than I thought uh, young Robin would go for, but it's a good signing. So they've been doing a bit of business. Uh, did you hear about the Leeds fans in uh, in, in Niagara? Tell yes. me, Niagara Falls. They 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 lit up the famous Niagara Falls in Leeds United colours to celebrate their return to the Premier League. It should be pointed out as well that that's not just a white light. Yes, it was white, blue, and yellow. Yeah, of course, wasn't it? of course. Like you, you could go around claiming that about all kinds of buildings. Like <laughs> There's a lot of appreciation it, for white. England here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they, they, these two Leeds, they both live in Niagara and they put on light shows there. Because when I first read the story, I was like, hang on, what? This is a particularly powerful torch sort of scenario going on. But yeah, they, they live there. They asked the mayor and the mayor said, yeah, it sounds like fun. And they got the all clear. That sounds but, so very Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do this one anymore? Yeah, sure, go Yeah, why it. not? Yeah. Sounds like fun. Well, you don't know who leads are, are you? <laughs> um, but yes, so interesting stuff uh, there. Now, Vish, let's talk about Manchester United for a moment. Uh, it's all but confirmed, so it could fall apart. But again, uh, at the time of recording, Donny van der Beek or Bake, as uh, some people forgive pronunciation. I'm going to go for Beek at the time being. That could change. Uh, he looks like he's going to sign for Manchester United for forty million pounds. Edwin van der Sar who's brokering the deal, shall we say, seems very keen for him to go to Manchester United, mm-hmm. which is why it's happened quite quickly. Yeah. Um, but what do, you, what do you think of this? Because he is, I mean, I thought he'd go for more than 40 million or the reported 40 million that's been spoken about. A hugely talented player who who maybe a few people thought would go at the same time when Frankie de Jong went and, and de Ligt and so on. Where does he fit into that Manchester United side, considering what they've got? Assuming that he goes there and it's all signed, sealed and delivered. Well, the signing itself is, it had been done in a way that I thought was beyond Manchester United, not least because it's a, a talented player who it's, it looks like we've kind of got in there and got out ahead mm-hmm. of everyone else, but also the manner in which it was conducted. I know there were rumours about this at the start of the year, but compare it to the Jaden Sancho It's situation. very uncharacteristic like. Yeah, it, yeah like logistically, it's, it, it seems like it's been a very sleek operation. Mm. Um Touch wood that it gets over the line. In terms T- of way, touch wood, wood. Yeah, <laughs> actually, don't do that. No, definitely not in these times. Yeah, um, but he, uh, in terms of where he fits in, I don't. I wasn't really sure when I when I first heard the news that, that, that things were so far along because he's a box to box midfielder. Does enjoy you know breaking into the box and scoring goals. I noticed he's got really good appreciation of the offside rule. Oh, yeah. Which sounds a really silly thing to say, but mm-hmm. for a midfielder who spends most of his time far away from that area of the pitch, he does know when the time is runs. And also, he's got a couple of goals in the Champions League where like the ball would, yeah. would kind of come out from a corner yeah. and he'd still, he'd be just patrolling the line mm-hmm. perfectly like a, well, you need that. a seasoned striker. He's, yeah. he's really got VAR on the mind. Yeah. yeah. Do you think yeah, if, he, if, he, chat, if yeah. he scores and they go check VAR, he's like, he'll be like, don't worry about it. Guys. <laughs> no, 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 Everybody back in my <laughs> mind <laughs> palace. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I called ahead. We can go straight through. Donny <laughs> scored. Yeah. It's fine. Everyone back yeah. to your position. I, you know. I feel a little bit like in his head, this is Ed Woodward thinking he's getting the Wesley Schneider deal over the line. <laughs> <laughs> Still hoping. You know I mean, comparably similar players. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know whether this is just the sort of COVID restrictions kicking into the transfer fees going around, but I think it's an absolute steal. Yeah, like, it the, is. the price of, it's, what is it, about 35 million euros or something Four, like that? 40 million pounds. 40 million pounds. Right. Right. That, that that's a great amount of money to get a player like Donny van der Beek for. So yeah. I think fair, fair play if they do get But I just wonder with that, with that midfield, you've obviously got Pogba there, who's a starter. Yeah. Fernandes has been superb. And you would think. You know, un- I was going to say unlodgeable, dislodgeable from yeah. that midfield. He's he's going to start. 
uh-huh. what I mean. When he's, when he's, yeah, exactly. Um, so you would think a more sort of holding midfield to someone to maybe come in for Matic, who's slowing down. It's, yes, it's fair to yeah. say. Uh, with Van you want him to get forward. I wonder if they're sort of. Are they just going for it? Are they yeah. just going to go for it all season? Pogba, Fernandez, and, and Donny van der Beek in the midfield is exciting. The, the two things it's about... asking a lot of Harry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's his I was yeah. going to say, and, he, yeah. and he's answering questions at the moment he doesn't want to ask. So. Yeah. The, the one thing I'd say about that is two things. Pogba, as, as much as it would pain me, because I think the sight of him going forward and. Yeah, just his ability. It says that he shouldn't be hamstrung by mm-hmm. the frivolities of defending. <laughs> being a being defender is. We all know it's the worst thing you can do in football. Mm-hmm. Rather be a creator than a destroyer. I've always thought mm. that. If you've but, got the options. Yes, sure, sure. Well, you can be an anarchist, can't you? That's true. Although, <laughs> although that's why uh, Vidic was loved so much by yeah. Ferguson because he said he'd never known someone who absolutely loved defending that yeah. much. But, but Pogba, Pogba can sit in the midfield, and I think it's, it's one of the ways that he has been most productive for United. Is when you know him and Fernandez has worked really well because Fernandez has been allowed to go mm. on, and, and um, Pogba just mops up around him. But the other thing about Van der Beek is um, when uh, Ajax lost Frankie De Jong. Mm. Um, I was reading about this last night, actually, that Van der Beek was just asked to play a more withdrawn role, mm-hmm. to, to sit in midfield a bit more. And he's, you know, improved his spatial awareness, but also his tackling mm-hmm. as well. You know, I think we saw that a few times in the Champions League that doesn't mind going in on players. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't mind um, doing all the dirty work. I think he's, he's quite an old-fashioned box-to-box midfielder yeah. in that there are no real bits of flair to him he just does everything really productively there's a little I like you know he'd go somewhere to emulate in this man's career there's a little bit of Lampard about him well I, do you know I was tempted to mention that as well actually yeah because you know Lampard did all the simple things brilliantly well mm-hmm. which is why he was such a good player and there's a bit of um, Donny van der Beek about, there's a bit about that about um, Donny van der Beek as well so in in time you know to use Luke Moore's words I mean Lampard is what Tim Sherwood with A-levels or a degree or something. Yeah. It could Donny van der Beek be Frank Lampard with a PhD? Yeah. I was going to say Masters, but maybe PhD. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, I mean, I thought you were dangerously close to saying, you know, him and Pogba just sitting, you know, when, when one goes, one stays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could always put Bruno Fernandes on the left, couldn't we? You could. Yeah. You absolutely, and you yeah. should. Well, I mean, is there an argument then that if van der Beek does have that kind of a little bit more industry than perhaps he's been credited with since that position was switched. That actually, that that midfield three would work perfectly well. Well, he's got a bit more steel in it than he's. But you're signing a player to, to play a role that he's only sort of recently started to do, yeah, and actually, where yeah. he naturally, you, you, you've got to look at where, where what, what players sort of naturally go and do. Can they sort of curb their enthusiasm in, in, in certain areas? Yeah, there are examples of players that have done that, and he's probably, especially with the Dutch school of thought in football and so on, he's probably good enough and, and tactically aware enough to do that. But I, I just feel that that type of player to say to him, no, you, you you sit in there and let the others go and and play. I, I you're just not playing to his strengths, and I think that he could get a little bit frustrated by that. Sure. One of the other options that was um, that I read about yesterday in terms of his capabilities was that he, if United play, obviously with the United front three, if you had Martial up top and Rashford out wide mm. on on one wing, you could have Van der Beek on another wing because he is mm-hmm. industrious enough to do the back and forth and also mm. creative enough to, to do that role very well. So, I mean, it, 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 
Again, touch wood, it sounds like we're signing a hell of a player and we're doing it in a way that I thought was beyond us. Yeah. And, that, and that in itself, yeah. even in fact, even if it doesn't come off, if this feels like this feels like growth. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, and also with you know, with the way modern football works and the tactical flexibility that is absolutely necessary for the top players, that is probably a big part of that thinking mm-hmm. as well, isn't it? And there's also the other argument, which is that the three of us in this conversation have thought about it more than Ed Woodward has. <laughs> I, I, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the pandemic has thrown up in, in, in footballing terms some some strange things. An Arsenal fan happy about winning trophies and getting a winning mm. mentality, and a Manchester United fan happy about Manchester United going about their transfer business and doing it. I mean, goodness knows what next. What next? Which I don't know. Lionel Messi demands it. He never. Um, well, uh, elsewhere in in the Premier League, Everton looked like they might have uh, captured a, a big signing as well in in uh, signing Allen from Napoli yeah. again, very close to of, uh, being a done deal, as the expression is these days. Um, not not confirmed, but if they can get Big Al from Napoli, Jim, that's an absolute coup. Talking about these kind of dynamic midfielders and all. I mean, he's he is a hugely underappreciated player who's been playing brilliantly for Napoli for for a long time yeah. now in Serie. And he was. Young. Your, he's your go-to guy on FIFA, isn't he? You've uh, scored many a long ranger against all of us on FIFA with Alan. Napoli would be the go-to I think team. As. Yeah, you, well, you, still, but he's the jewel in that crown. Well, I would always argue this as well. I think yeah. I think you would add so much to that Everton side. Mm. Um, you know, he's he's picking up where Gareth Barry left off. Fish. Mm, yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> There's think, a thought. Do you think he'd do well in the Premier League? Yeah, I, do, I think he's that yeah. type of player who would do well. I mean... I, I'm just trying to think. You know, he's it, this is probably his 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 sort of big move, yeah, uh, last yeah. big move, and so on. Um, I mean, he's worked with Ancelotti before, and Ancelotti's such a likable bugger. Let's be honest; he can get the best out of a, a lot of people. I think it's the type of player that, that Everton. You know, Everton. Michael Keane has obviously signed a an extension there or a new deal, and he was saying, I think one or two of the the, the Everton players saying. We've got a kick on now. Yeah. You know, the sort of eighth and ninth place finishes. You know, I think I think the last few seasons there's been a few managerial changes here and there with them. I think they've been sort of saying, are we going to try and get, you know, realistically a Europa League spot, something yeah. like that? And they've been close and they've done okay. I feel like they need a spark, don't they? Exactly. More than any club in the league, really. That's right. And I think, you know, if they can get Allen in, that's a, that's a big one, and also they've been linked for goodness knows how long. They've been linked as long as Manchester United have with Jaden Sancho, with with James Rodriguez, and we know mm. Ancelotti loves old Hammers. You know, he's, he's he's got talent for crying out loud. If they could bring those two in, I mean, Hammers Rodriguez would be a really interesting one because he's in danger now of being a bit of a journeyman, I suppose, and that's really. I suppose, you could argue that's no fault of his own. Yeah. But, I mean, he's a great player. What he, a way to be a journeyman, though, for those clubs. Yeah, I know, I know. I sort of swint as I say that, in a sense. Oh, he only, does, he only plays stadiums now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah if, he's, if it's under 50,000, he's not interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sigerson would be quite worried, you would say. Would he? I mean, he, he seems to be someone that Everton fans in particular have mm-hmm. really, really taken to. And it, it does sound like him and Ancelotti have a... Bit of a disagreement, mainly because I don't think Sigurdsson knows what, what role he wants to play. And I suppose if you're going to sign Allen, where, what are you going to do with that midfield? Well, if you've got Allen and Hammers Rodriguez in there, I mean, it does shake things up a bit. Yeah. But then Sigurdsson, mm. you know, he is good for what, three or four, mm, or well, yeah, a few 25 yarders a season. And that's yeah. always going to. But his dead ball delivery is very good as well. That's isn't true. It? That's so true. that's, you know, that's obviously. Do a Man United, get them all in there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If we, if we have five subbed, we should have like a designated sub where, do you remember in. Um, field hockey where the GB team used to have that bloke who'd only come on and take yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. They, we should have that in mm-hmm. football, I think. Mr. And that Gilfie Sigurdsson would be that man. I like the idea of a penalty corner in football as well. It's like, there's no goalkeeper. 
You just got to try and score from a corner. <laughs> you got a free free go at it, but that's it. I think I think with Everton, Allen could play in the front of the back four if they get him um, and provide a bit of competition for some of the other players there. I don't know, if, you know, Delph or Gomez or one or two others in there. I, I, I think it bodes very well for Everton, and that's one of the reasons why you're getting a coach like Ancelotti for his tactical nails, for his likability and so, but also for his contact book, Jim. Yeah. Uh, where, where are they going to finish, Marcus? They're going to finish in the top half. Uh, <laughs> uh, one player that has been confirmed, of course, that was mentioned on, on Friday's Ramble is uh, Matt Doherty slash Doherty. There was discussion beforehand about how that name should be pronounced. Uh, so there you are. You've got both. Pick uh, which one you would prefer, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, he's gone to Spurs, of course, 15 million. How Spurs announced it was quite magnificent, Jim. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, do check it out. But um, Doherty, I'm going to go for, is, uh, uh, the, the, the videos of these things are normally quite triumphant, aren't they? Yeah. they? They turn up the much aplomb, and there's you know sparkles and in you know sequins in the air and all that kind of crap. But he's um, he was on a laptop and he was going through some of his old tweets where he's saying that he's an Arsenal fan, yeah. and then he's deleting those tweets. Yeah, it's just a lot of people were like, delete this now, like as you get on the internet. Right, I just thought it was funny. Own the narrative, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, this is this is it, isn't it? This is what football is like now. It's embraced social media. The clubs are doing it. Like there is. Club Club-sanctioned banter. We just have to accept that. It's here. It's mm-hmm. foolish to kick against it. And that was a perfectly acceptable example of it, I think. Well, you summed it up brilliantly. Um, what about this? Oh, all right, mate. <laughs> well, you... Bit of a dig there. <laughs> yeah. no, I thought you summed it up very Dripping well. Dripping with sarcasm, whether you know it or not. <laughs> against modern football Tell us spelling. how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're just happy to have a man on the inside at Spurs, is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if he does his job in the derby, I'll be delighted with how this has turned out. <laughs> What's he doing in our new stadium? Are you burying a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal shirts everywhere. Mm. Um, the new one that looks like bleeding marble, which I, I'm I, really I, into. I love it. Do you? I think it's a brilliant shirt, yeah. Yeah, I do feel weird about Arsenal playing in white, but I'm choosing to think it's Arsenal playing in marble. And if we smash a team dressed as statues, that's just going to be the coolest thing. <laughs> Very true. Um, let's go to uh, Italy, Vish. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has signed a one-year deal at Milan. He will just—he will still be playing when yeah. he's a pensioner. It's absolutely glorious. He scored ten goals in eighteen Serie A matches last season, which isn't too shabby. Helped them finish sixth and qualify for the Europa isn't League. Too shabby. It's better than one in two. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Nothing shabby about it. Where do we? Where do we? The ramble stand on Ibrahimovic because I, I totally understand that some people might be annoyed by the way he carries on and the fact that he refers to himself in the third person, yep. but I cannot get enough of it. And I think there is a line there where he is on the right side on Neymar, in my, to my mind, is slightly on the wrong side mm. of this self-awareness line. Yeah. Mm. And I'm a massive fan of him. And I, I do want him to keep going because he clearly loves the game. As much as he loves himself, he clearly loves the game. And as you said, like brilliantly for Milan last year. And, and I think we mentioned it, I think we've mentioned it before about how the AC Milan shirt is one of the few things that helps them mm-hmm. kind of hold on to that sense of gravitas because, yeah. you know, they've struggled over recent years. And seeing Ibra in that shirt does that as well. Oh, so yeah. There's something quite classically mm. beautiful about it. Yeah, he still has the, the, the drive and determination of yeah. his winning standard, which is incredible for a 38-year-old. Yeah. which Because considering how many trophies he's won and, and everywhere he's been, you know, people thought, OK, LA Galaxy, that, that, that'll be the end. But even when he went to Manchester United, um, it was like, blimey, going to the Premier League as old as he was. Yeah. It's, he's just an absolute force of nature. Definitely. And there was a point where 
it, he did it was like he'd become in on the joke and the whole I am Zlatan thing and him embracing that but I feel like he's actually I th- I moved past, past that, that yeah, now yeah, yeah, which yeah. is interesting and he's actually sort of solidified himself as mm-hmm. as just a an undeniably impressive specimen and who knows how long he'll go on to probably he'll probably play till 40 won't he at least we'll mm-hmm. see yeah marvellous and the other one in Italy which was quite a nice little deal Pepe Reina to Lazio mm. need a cheerleader there's your man he's gone from saving Villa from relegation might know how how Villa fans see it, and uh, and he's out back at the Champions League club. Lovely old job, it's ladies and gentlemen. It's a gap here for him, isn't it? <laughs> it's all gap here. Beautiful. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to today's football ramble. It's been a pleasure. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Luke, and Pete will be in your ears talking about those footballs. But until then, thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Big Vish. You are very welcome. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.